just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you. You just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the A Show with the bad boys for life. Oh, oh, yeah, all right. pro wrestling, yeah. We ride they together, should really give us together. the bag for that. that was you feel cool. me? <laughs> with the Whoa. bad boys for life. Uh, you know what? I didn't wrestling. even see that coming, but I'm glad you did it. <laughs> Whoa! All right. <laughs> I'm oh, amped now. Let's do this. <laughs> I am I am Justin, aka Marcus Burnett, with okay. Meals, aka Mike Lowry. You like that? Thank you, you thought you I did not know his name. <laughs> I forgot his name. <laughs> I've seen Bad Boys too like a million times. So I'm like, oof. Well, it's been a long this. time since I turned to TBS. We're doing this because I mean, obviously, Bad Boys for Life drops this weekend. It is the movie event of 2020. Let me tell you, I'm excited. Yes. Easily, it is easily. The black, the black lethal weapon. Even though this might err towards lethal weapon four territory, if you know mm-hmm. what lethal weapon four is, you'll probably get that reference. But we, I mean, I'm excited. We were just talking about it for the show. Uh, we, we hit record on the show, and I'm hoping it's not trash. I, I really, I really hope this movie is at least passable. I hope so as well because I just, you know, I would be, I would be sorely disappointed as someone who is a bad boys two truther. Um, that it is one of the greatest TV movies. Just in, just one of, I mean, it's a great action movie in itself. I mean, I've listen. I've heard the late feeds episode. You can go back to the late feeds episode, the Will Smith episode. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. I've heard. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a it's a great movie. It's not the most like critically acclaimed but it's still well, it's really two, good two, bad boys 2 is probably it, it was it was critically panned by everyone but the streets <laughs> like the oh, streets wow. loved bad boys 2 like of i remember course. seeing that i was super young i was supposed to see that movie there was there's a literal scene and i've rewatched it a couple weeks ago there's a literal scene where cadavers are flying out of vans and that movie called that that part caused a lot of controversy when the movie came out because it was it was disrespectful. It was that that's how ridiculous these movies are. I'm hoping that in this new world we have, uh, which I, and I'm, and I'm not disappointed in, you know, the fact that we are, we do stray more towards PC, but I'm hoping that it still retains some type of ridiculousness in bad boys for life. Oh yeah. Yes. I, I, I hope so as well. It's bad enough that the soundtrack isn't like, cause I think that what, what surrounded this, the second one was, <clears throat> You know, not only was the movie like fire and it was Will Smith at the peak of his prime, but it was also like Diddy, Bad Boy, Bad Boys yeah. 2 soundtrack. Who's yeah. on the soundtrack? Diddy, Nelly, Murphy Lee, Beyonce, Jay-Z, everybody. And now we got the soundtrack. I don't even know who's on it. Like Lil Mama, like maybe Megan. Oh, no, my God. No, uh, it's, it's Quavo, Khaled, uh, Jaden Smith is on there twice. Oh, yeah, obviously. it is. A- 
It's a it's a Khaled thing. I think it's a yeah. Thing. Um, in fact, I don't even. Think, there's only been like one song released from it. I mean, the first the the part two had the realest killers with with uh Fifty Cent and and, and Big up there. That was a huge like street song oh, yeah. for me back Listen, at the time from New York. Yes, it is. Friggin', it was played all the time. Yeah, and you also had, as you said, the Nelly P Diddy joint. You had a bunch of joints up there that were just crazy. And I, and like you said, I do agree. I think the soundtrack did help make that movie legendary, even if it wasn't as good. But because they Yo, played the songs, you know, they are not paying us. Let's stop. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, I mean, this isn't late fees either. So let's just <laughs> they aren't paying us at all. First of all, I'm I'm assuming because of all the events that happened this week, a lot of people are going to listen to this episode. So yes. please do. Um, first of all, go back and find that Will Smith episode of late fees. Um, I think it's a great listen before you, um, before you see this movie and maybe we should bump it um, at some point during this week. Yeah, that'd be hard. Um, and then also RSPN because RSPN, I listened to the episode today, damn near the first, last five minutes of the show or them talking about raw because they're watching it at the same time <laughs> so you know what shout out to jeff shout out to mark rspn make sure you listen to that as well and make sure you listen to all the other shows on the rnc radio network absolutely. um but we've i mean we've kept you here long enough we know what you're here for absolutely yeah let's <laughs> uh this week <clears throat> huge week of foolishness can i say can i is yeah. that fair to say <clears throat> a lot see, of that, that is the that is the best way to put it a lot of foolishness happened this week starting i mean let's just start from the top literally after this show uh we've we wrapped on recording yeah uh backstage came on and i remember sending a a uh tweet to meals talking about hey you know the miz is a big fan of otis what about you and you're like i don't forget this show comes on <laughs> I already forgot that show that comes on. And honestly, if we didn't do this show as close to an orbit around that show, I would always forget it was yeah, on. And we um, wouldn't cover it. And we absolutely wouldn't cover it. 100%. But um, The Miz was on WWE backstage. You know, you know what's weird about wrestling news? And I'll say the wrestling news world. The wrestling news world is completely, it's flat. For those who think the world is round in this, it is not round. It is 100% flat. Same news, because, same news over and over again. Because the same things go over and over again. But you know what? The Miz was on WWE backstage last week, um, and it was quite an appearance. I mean, it was by all the same books. It's a Miz appearance. Miz just knows how to do it. Yeah, he's, he's great at pre- he is great at press. Um, I think this interview was was no different. Um, he's great he at talk- promoting himself, even if he has nothing really to promote. I mm-hmm. mean, I know he has Miz and Misses, but like, even if he wasn't doing that, he's promoting himself, which I think is just you know, one of one. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know, there was a uh, what they do during. Backstage, they do a lot of social stuff. Uh, obviously, Fox's social for WWE is top, bar none, some of the best social I've seen from a big company. Um, but there was a, a video where Miz was saying, you know, this was the best WWE backstage episode ever. And of course, everyone was kind of ribbing him. And then he said, oh, sorry, I didn't change the culture. Right. So that that's obviously yes. a, a play on what Punk said uh, about two months ago. And, and 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 the thing is, I don't think anyone took anything from it <laughs> at all. No one even mentioned like, it. <laughs> there was no, it's not a blip or anything. At this point, it's like probably like twelve or one in the morning. No one cares. It's not. Yeah. It's a blip on the radar. Um, but someone was watching. 
And that's yeah. Well, no, the WWE Fox account was yeah. the one that kind of like um, shared that, and someone was watching. <laughs> someone who works on the show named CM Punk. Someone who was up um, that late who claims he doesn't care. Listen, for someone who doesn't care about the business, right? He doesn't care well, about. He cares about his job. He uh, cares oh, about oh, his job. Obviously, this was a this was a tweet that didn't even have to. He was probably tagged in that tweet, Mills. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because that's how I got blocked. <laughs> so, but yes, he, CM Punk gets on Twitter and says, "Go suck a blood money covered dick." And oh, I'm sorry, this is I'm sorry, this is literally what the tweet says. It's gone now, but he says, "Go suck a blood money covered dick in Saudi Arabia, you fucking dork." <laughs> <sighs> Have you ever said the f word on this show? Me? Have we? Yeah, any of us? I think so. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure we have, but yes. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. When I saw that, I was just like, wait, How pathetic. I'm yeah. In my mind, I'm like, wait, why are you, I mean, why is this even a, it's like to me. And so here's the thing about this. I'm a week removed from it. If you'd yeah. caught me the night of, or the day after it would have been a completely different response, but I'm so removed from it because other bigoted wrestling news has <laughs> come into the scene and kind of usurped that immediately. Um, I'm so removed from it that just the vitriol that I had for CM Punk has completely diminished. I don't hold on to things like a set of CM yeah. Punk would, <laughs> nor do I react to the smallest of things like a CM Punk would, because to me, this was so inconsequential. Yeah, This was so light. CM Punk has done worse. You've re- seen We've all realized that, right? Like CM Punk has done worse on live television. Two people. The whole to me, what he did the with Kevin that whole Nash Kevin Nash segment yep. <laughs> was ten times worse than what the Miz did with this light little poke thing. And it's obvious that um CM Punk and the Miz don't care for each other. CM Punk has a long sort of history of whoa, whoa, not really. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I I gotta I gotta stop you there. I don't think Miz sure. cares. I don't think Miz even thinks well, about punk like that. No, obviously not. I don't think so at, at all. I thought he just thought it was a playful little jerk because CM Punk is on the show. So it mm-hmm. makes sense. But at no point over the last five years where CM Punk is gone, has the Miz even bothered to reference CM Punk? There is no yeah. I'm referencing the CM Punk chance. There's he doesn't get CM Punk chance. Um, there's no um, no one's bringing him up in interviews to the Miz. Like the orbit of the Miz and CM Punk is like completely different. So when they were kind of cross paths when he was on the show, yeah, a playful little jab. But yeah. in terms of just CM, <clears throat> CM Punk, kind of a large part. Let me not say a large part. Mm-mm. A a part that was referenced on his own DVD as of to why he was disgruntled at various points in the WWE is because the Miz main evented WrestleMania and not him. Um, I have since been, you know, told, I'm not going to say who, I'm not going to say what, I'm not going to say that, but I've been told that the issue extends beyond that, actually. Okay. Um, beyond just the whole humane evented WrestleMania thing. Like it's an actual like thing behind the scenes. <laughs> well, um, can you, can you provide any context? Though? No, I can't provide any context. Um, but I just know that it's more than that. Um, on oh, Miz's side that, or Punk's side? Did, did Miz perpetuate this? Did... No, I think it's a little bit more. I think, um, 
how, how can I say this? You know what? I'm not going to say it. There's more. There's more to, and it and it has to deal with a lot of things regarding um, kind of Punk's departure. I'll say that, um, or, or okay. actually the new cycle of Punk over the last five years or so. That's something to do with that. I'll take that as how you, however you want it. But um, CM Punk kind of uh, he, I mean, he a large part of it while you know his disgruntledness is because the Miz and he doesn't believe that the Miz deserves all these other things and all this vitriol. But the Miz, once again, like we said, the Miz does not care about CM Punk. The Miz has not even responded to said tweet. That's how little he cares about this. He's got got a lot going for himself. I mean, that's just something that to me was, would be below Miz to even tweet. But I think to, I don't think it's even in his character, to be honest with you, because he doesn't really use, his social media to further any beefs or anything. Like if you look at the Miss social media, he's not in this entire brigade of hate Twitter. He's not in the hate AEW. He's not in anything. He doesn't use his social media for that. And I don't even think he uses his life for that. He has a lot of friends in various places. Most of them are in Hollywood. Some of them are in the <laughs> WWE as of right now. Um, but he doesn't really use for that. He doesn't use his social media for hate or he doesn't really perpetuate hate. But, but what, what gets me is punks again, not only just the reaction, but f- for someone who kind of, it's a facade, right? The, the whole, I'm too cool for this thing. We, I think we all yeah. see through that. And I think that's why we don't feel as we, we don't. And I, th- I, I'm speaking for you, but I don't know if you agree. Like that's why we're not feeling the backstage thing right now. Like, because it just comes off right. as some trying really it comes off as some trying really hard. So for him to right. for his and, and this isn't no, I, I wanna say and this isn't us suddenly turning on punk because it's like cool to hate <laughs> punk. This is the fact that we don't really like what he's bringing to WWE backstage. Yeah, no, I think that he is I think I think I tweeted it. I was like, you put Paige and him on the same show, they're insufferable together. Yeah, they they are terrible together. So it's just like I can handle Paige just by herself, um, but with Punk there, with with them goading each other, and then her like basically being his cheerleader the whole time, it's like it's very grating. It's it's it goes against the show. You know, Renee can't touch on certain issues. You know, Renee's not going to speak on certain issues. I I just right. don't understand it. So like for him for that for that mask to slip, for him to be like, oh, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'm not emotional about it. This is clear. Like anything is a perceived slight to him. He didn't even say his mm-hmm. name, bro. He didn't say your name. It was just a cool little jab. It was just like, I'm sorry I didn't change the culture. It, it was almost really self-depreciating to Miz, right? It was almost like, damn, well, well, I guess my appearance, I'm sorry my appearance wasn't as big as his. You know, right. it, it, was, it, was, it was sarcastic. It was like, yo, you know, I, I know I'm not as big as punk. I thought Miz handled it the right way. You, you, you don't see me say that a lot. But it's like, I thought Miz, 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 Miz <laughs> handled, yeah. it, handled it the right way. And just weird. You, even weirder, though, Mills, is the fact that like journalists, like your Meltzers and all of that, they, they didn't really cover this, huh? They, they didn't give it the outrage that they would. Certain other things we'll talk about on the show today, huh? No, nah, not really. And, you know, I think it's because they weren't given. So here's it. I don't think the Miz gives you a lot. I don't think there's any real backstage kerfuffle thing about Miz, right? Like yeah. I learned this entire thing, like kind of offhand but when you look through the dirt sheets 
for the last, I would say, probably like three years, we're not really learning things about Miz. Like even after his like WWE, you know, that very the infamous um, talking smack thing, like there wasn't much news behind that. There wasn't much mm-hmm. news like, oh, we're lining up Miz for this or or backstage, like the heat between the dot. There's not much of that. There's no, it, I, I can't explain why. Maybe it's because people the wrestling journalists don't re- necessarily find Miz interesting to cover in that sort of way. Um, but also, yeah, this didn't really get, I think for as much as it's said in those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 words. Um, there's a it's, lot in that. Yeah. It says, says more about punk than it does Miz. And I think that's where we should leave it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. It says a lot more about punk to be honest with you. So, yeah. Uh next see up. how that goes. I don't think anything will happen, but yes, we'll see how that oh, goes. Oh no, no. People thought he was gonna get fired. I'm, I don't think it's gonna happen. That's why I deleted it. Somebody probably called him. Um next up, and this is probably the big point of No Holds Bard this week. Um Tessa Blanchard on Saturday made the ill advised <laughs> idea <laughs> to uh to tweet, I guess. <laughs> yeah. To tweet, uh, I didn't like her original tweet either way, but like you know, it was just weird. I've seen people say that that was a shot at Becky. There's a million, I don't, you know what, I can't say it's a shot at Becky because I, again, them the same orbit, not really sure. Um, but to me, um, I don't know, you know. There's so, so much things I dislike about this, but yes, so please on, go on. on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going to let you get to it. Uh, Tessa tweeted out, hey, women, try supporting one another. Cool things happen. Okay. So Chelsea Green, NXT main event star. <laughs> Chelsea Green. <laughs> said, Wait, not. I don't want to get people confused. It's NXT main event. No, this is NXT slash the WWE main event, that produced <laughs> show. That happens on Hulu um, every Monday. So I yeah, I don't want anything to get lost in the sauce or anything. Yeah. But you know, she's she's here. She's uh, raw featured. You know, yeah, raw Chelsea featured Green. one time, two times, one time last month. Um, Chelsea Green says you've consistently put down, bullied, and belittled countless female workers, including me. Is that support? Uh, which which brought up uh, Allison K to to say this is what really kicked it all off. Remember when you spat in a black woman's face and called her the N-word in Japan? Was that you supporting women? The audacity of this tweet, which led Chelsea to respond with it with one of those, uh, with a gif basically that says, I remember that. Which caused countless other women to co-sign this story. As Tessa saw literally her whole life flash before her eyes on social media. Right. That Saturday was just a wild day. I mean, someone found, I don't know if this is true or not, someone found some type of audio of her like pooping uh, I don't know where that came from. I don't want to be on that side audio. of the internet, though. <laughs> I don't want to be on that side audio. of the internet. And, 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 and be clear, and be clear, and be clear if that is true, and that's what she wanted to do, and she did that for money. We are not shaming sex workers. I'm just saying how crazy it got. Yeah, it, it is. Workers. I mean, oh um, my god. Yeah, I'm just saying that's just how zero to one hundred it got on Saturday, as far as this whole thing goes. Um, there was a lot of people that came out in in opposition to Tessa's tweet, and I feel as though we should all listen to them and that they all have uh, the, the right idea about things. And there are also some people that 
I feel as though were just like the Jordan Miles incident, also almost in reverse, wouldn't you say, that came out just blindly defending it and defending her, even though people have already said the opposite. Without even so, first of all, there's a number of I mean, for people who saying it's not true and kind of taking her, her word for it, there are multiple people, <laughs> multiple other people, even the people kind of against it kind of acknowledge that it's true. Like, I, you know, you're reading Ariel Monroe's tweets, Big Swole, and she's like, yeah, I try to defuse. The si- I heard about it. And yes, I try to defuse the situation, kind of alluding to the fact that some whether whether or not the what words are said, there was an altercation that happened that. The, that was brought up and there was some sort of diffusion that tried to happen out of it. I don't know. But that said, I mean, this is kind of like, it's kind of like taking what we kind of, the world that we live in now and kind mm-hmm. of trying to sort of, it, it's really echoing the same kind of thoughts. And I say that because yeah. there is this, um, hold on. Um, there is a situation now. I think it's happening in the UK with um, the gosh, what is her name? Meghan Markle. Yeah, Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. And they're de- dealing with racism because of that, and sh- saying that she's feeling like racism from the royal family and all the other stuff like that. Um, and and this is kind of a similar thing too. Like someone who's clearly the, a racist comment has been said. A racist comment has been you know said very aggressively, or at least implied very aggressively reportedly has been said very aggressively. I don't want to say what I'd say because I don't know what it is. Um, however, everyone's kind of coming to the defense and kind of Tessa's kind of victimizing herself, saying that people are trying to use the moment that she's going to have on Sunday where she wins the Impact World title and people trying to, there is kind of opportune, you know, opportunistic and trying to um, belittle this moment and trying to expose her. And I'm like, bro, but no one would have said anything if you didn't say the things that you said. Yeah. You understand? It would have never, like, never came out. It would have never came out. And if people, honestly, if you well, weren't. Well, to be clear, I won't say it would never come out because these stories have existed. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we've heard about. Tessa, her 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 tumultuous relationship with the WWE, her leaking the spoilers from the Mae Young Classic, her getting into to altercations with damn Megan that was Miller. her damn yeah. <laughs> her, uh, her getting into altercations with women in that tournament as well, which kind of shut the door at least temporarily or maybe like permanently at this point with that company, and you know her leading her to have to kind of find her way on in other in other places before eventually landing at Impact, where she is now the, the champion. But you know, I, I can't say that the, we just found out about it. I think that the crassness of her making that tweet, um, and and just really just the, the, and the unapologetic was, response in terms of just like I'm not even I don't I don't even feel like I need to address this because it is beneath me because I have something else that I'm going for and this is what I'm striving to do for this and this is what I'm trying to do and I don't really have to address those concerns from these people who are making these you know classless allegations and i'm just like well she responded to she responded to chelsea saying and she said you know i've never been anything but kind i've dealt with mean girls since i started and just the the classic you know white guilt thing not saying i'm a saint but i've made silly decisions 
such what? is life you know it's it's so saying so being racist is now a silly decision and this is what it is it's right it's like now you're you're trivial trivializing something that's completely deep and it's not only deep you know on a social level but in an emotional level and an internal level and in a mental level and on so many different levels and now you're kind of trivializing it as a silly decision as opposed to taking whether or not you did or not an accountability or not and you probably did to be honest with you i mean from all i'm assuming from everything that's been said thus far that you said something um not even the accountability not even um i understand what this meant and this is disappointing some of my fans um i would never like to do or anything like that you dismiss it immediately and this is not something you dismiss this is not something that you're above this is not anything for that so to 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 make it to make it worse the person in question uh La Rosa Negra. You should finish reading. You should finish reading the tweet too. She says, "Such is life. Yeah. You have zero merit in your comments. Instead yeah. of putting me down here for a little clout, mm-hmm. you have got my number." Yeah, my also bro. using using urban urban words there. Um, <laughs> but I was gonna say La Rosa Negra. She did put out a video that confirmed seemingly what was being said, not in so many words. She didn't call out Tessa by name, but she did say that she was glad that women supported them. And she talked about why she wouldn't, she didn't say anything because there were a lot of people that were getting on uh, Allison K about her tweet saying, well, why did you wait so long to say something? And, and again, let's be sensitive here to the situation that's happening, right? There are reasons why people don't say anything there are reasons why, and, and that is because they want to respect the story. They want to respect the person that who, that, you know, they were leaving that up to her to say. And they, right. and Allison K said that she got the permission from her, from Rosa Negra, to talk about the the incident. And I think that again, there was a lot of people on that side saying, "Why would you wait this long to do it? This is a setup. This is not a setup. This, this is this, isn't a setup. This wasn't a setup." This was real. And, and I think that there is a real something that has to be said with taking accountability. And that's something that not only wrestling journalists don't do, but also wrestlers don't do. But I also think that there should be accountability in the way that fans consume this type of stuff. I think that this is really it's not the same. It's not under the same tree as the Jordan Miles thing that everyone was up in arms about. But I can definitely say that the reactions are not the same and probably because she's a woman. Mm hmm. They were not as they they weren't as huge and and and, and widespread and, and and wide felt as the Jordan Miles thing where everyone was changing their avies and stuff like that. It, it, I didn't see that. And, and Jordan rightfully again he rightfully called out WWE, but we are rightfully calling out someone who is doing something as toxic and is unapologetic about it. And probably the thing that I mean this continued to. I try to at least like ignore it for quite some time, but what really pissed me off was the Joey Ryan sort of a uh, response to all of this in terms yeah. of just saying like, well, you, were, you were hot at him. You were hot at him. I was, bruh, I'm so, because this is kind of what it produces, right? Like when you don't take accountability for the things you do and you, you, you try to continue it even, and just even sort of to look at it and I'm not blaming impact for whatever they did because they're going to do whatever they want to do anyway. Like impact will, Impact does not ignore it, impact does not follow the rules of like society. Impact is its own thing that lives, breathes, it's its own universe that lives, breathes, dies, and moves on accordingly because it's mm-hmm. been going on forever and forever and forever. But just the fact that I mean, this kind of happened, she gets the world title, he makes this kind of comment that 
they're essentially using this to sort of put down the show and they're using this as sort of like, and also Twitter activism is fake and all this Twitter outrage is fake and everyone moving forward is fake and none of this is real and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, bro, are you kidding? Like, I can't even remember my initial tweets. I just remember just being so incredibly mad because this is kind of like what this kind of breeds. It's kind of breeds this sort of attitude. It's, 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 you know, it's, You basically hit him with like, and excuse, excuse my it's language. My privilege. No, you hit him with nigga, please. Because he, he first of all, he added all these other, just the, uh, yeah. <laughs> and this, this is black, another black, major issue. Host. Because now he's like, he's like including like Moose and Scorpio Sky and all these other people, and he's like, see, see, look at all my black friends who also, uh, you know. Who also said that this was sort of this thing and didn't really take and I'm just like, bruh, see what you, first of all, I was like, see what you guys did. And you guys, <laughs> I hope you I hope it's a I hope it was worth it in the end. Because mm-hmm. I personally don't know. Uh, or, or Scorpio, the first thing he does is post a picture of him hugging her and not like <laughs> Yeah. I was like, Are you then, kidding me? Moose is out here fighting Twitter trolls to defend her. And I'm like, she doesn't need your shield, bro. She's a grown ass woman. And then and then, you know what I'm saying? then Scorpio uses an MLK quote. And I'm just like, you already know it's some bullshit when it's an MLK quote. Let's just be clear. Freaking you already know it's bullshit. Joey Ryan's linking to an Obama quote. And I'm like, bruh, get out my face. Yeah. I, 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 at that point, I really did. I was very mad because I was just like, okay, this is what this breeds. And this is the thing that's going to continue to breed around the world and around the country, at least in this, at, at least in the times that we're in, where people don't feel like they need to be accountable. And because they feel like they don't need to be accountable, they don't take any blame. And because they don't take any blame, um, they just feel like all this sort of everything around it and they and victimizing themselves at this point and trying to make this as a they're coming after me with pitchforks and things to put me yeah. down at my moment and, and and put down impact wrestling. Listen, no one watches impact. Relax. <laughs> I'm going to keep it 100 with you. No one watches impact. So there's no, this isn't a big thing. There's like scoring the show or hard to kill, like hard to kill. will do the numbers. It was always supposed to do. Which I don't, I, don't, I didn't watch it. So I didn't watch it because whatever, but and I'm sorry for all the people that, you know, that work at Impact that I don't. But it, it, it's, you know, the fact of the matter is, is like this is kind of what it breeds and people are not taking accountability for stuff. And it, it I thought part of me and my brain was like, oh, not as, as much as all these people are speaking up as well. Look at all the people who are also staying quiet. And I'm just like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm sure people have various. Well, some people sure, didn't. Some people didn't say quiet. I, I think what Keith Lee and, and Dijak did was pretty hilarious. I didn't see it. What happened? Keith Lee kind of parodied the tweet. It was basically that like y'all are being like super catty. Like y'all need like you know sh- sh- shout out somebody that 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 showed you love. Basically, like he he it was it was a funny tweet. I, I can't I don't feel like looking it up, but I thought it was it was pretty funny. Um, let's move on. We got to move, move on. on. Uh, before we get off impact, uh, Brian Cage reportedly signed with AEW over the weekend, uh, but his wife denied it, and he's also injured. So even if they he did, which I do, I do think he did, um, he can't. He's not going to be in action for at least eight months, eight to twelve months, I think. So wow, congrats, congrats to him. Damn. <laughs> what do you think his win loss record is going to be in AEW? 
Listen, everyone loses in a, everyone loses in that show. I've seen three Brian Cage matches in my life, so and I couldn't even tell you how much how much it was he won and or lost. So, um, you know what? More power to him. National television. We'll see you in a year. Hope it goes well for you, bro. Everyone was like, "Why isn't he? Why isn't he at the performance center right now?" And I was like, "Because he literally bleeds HGH. Like, there's yes. no way he would pass physicals there." It is. He is so insanely, like, ridiculously <laughs> muscular. That it is insane. <laughs> that WWE uh, would be flagged for just featuring him on the show, <laughs> where someone would be watching and be like, "What's all that about?" <laughs> No, like they don't even, even make guys like that anymore. <laughs> yeah, you see the Adam Coles, the Johnny Garganos, the 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 Kylo Rileys, and all the other stuff, and then here comes this giant muscular guy, and it's just like, what's all that about? Like, what are we doing here? But you know what? More power to Brian Cage. I hope it goes well for you, bro. Next up, I know you don't like these guys, and I feel the same way. Uh, but, I'm I'm kind of over it. Yeah. The, the Revival. Thing is, I respect them in the ring. It's just like, uh, but it is what it is. The Revival, uh, they might be on the way out. They might be on the way out. They they could stay. They couldn't stay. Apparently, they're in the throes of a huge contract renegotiation, which could lead them to leave the WWE very, very soon. In fact, within the next two to three months, uh, they have refiled for a trademark for the name of their finishing move, which kind of means that they plan on using that outside the WWE, uh, mm-hmm. as well as uh, the the FTRKO thing. They they uh, filed a trademark for that as well for merch. Just in case Randy shows up somewhere. Oh yeah, which I mean I don't know how that's even that's even going to happen. But uh, yeah, there there've been a lot of rumors for a lot of for like a, a very very long amount of time that these guys are on their way out they're unhappy that the the negotiations that it's not about money i think i saw a report said it's not about money it's about uh you know making a, a great tag team division and i think that's commendable but i think that there are more people that i think that i would be rooting for in that in that case like if they are gone like call only lorkin up i haven't seen him in like months you know like here's all I'll say about the sort of this revival and all this news. And I'm glad that they're taking a break because it seems like it's a similar thing with the Sasha Banks thing that led to her break where she was just mentally frustrated and just mentally wanted out. And I think everyone kind of needs to reset, Um, especially when you're making life altering decisions like this, you kind of want to do it with a cool head as opposed to kind of fueled by emotion and rage and all these other things and just feeling like you aren't being used. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the revival, if they are genuinely unhappy should leave. Um, I think it is a disservice to them in their career to continue to be in a situation that they personally don't want to be in. I think if they feel like it's going to continue, they should just leave. I don't blame them for leaving because I also would not stay in something I don't want to be in. I but think don't they have a complain. Great, I think. But you know what? You know what the thing is, though? Like, we all have jobs and we're all going to complain. That's why I don't necessarily blame them. Well, I don't. I'm, yeah. Well, yes, I'm over the complaining. Like, in terms of just all of it, I'm just like, I'm good on it. Like, I'm really I could deal without it. And I think that's what they've kind of seen as well. Um, I hope they've seen this, at least from this aspect that they've seen as well. But I personally, if they leave, I wish the best for them. I think, quite honestly, any tag team division could use them because I do think that they're a helpful team and they're a great team and, a good hand. and 
and NXT <laughs> and NXT um, has provided them a great platform and Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdown has provided them a great platform and it'll do wonders for their career outside the WWE. Um, but other than that, um, if it happens, all power to you. I really don't, uh, I don't want to say I don't care, but um, bye, bitch. <laughs> you know what? That's uh, fine. <laughs> uh, moving on. Triple H makes a crash joke towards Paige, <sighs> which which prompted uh, a, a sign lot, of a the lot time. Of kind of a, lot of, a lot of controversy, but I think this didn't even get as much attention as like the Tessa thing got, which yeah. I which I still didn't feel like was like DefCon Five, like Jordan Miles. This was kind of like, eh, I, I barely saw anyone talking about it. But, um, I think it's because, well, the Tessa thing, I think, is because, one, racism, two, woman, three, various yeah. other things. The yeah. Triple H thing is a very crass joke that is a very unprofessional joke. And I do agree that it was 100% unprofessional. I under, I know who the person Triple H don't all right. Let me refund that because I don't know the person Triple H. From watching Triple H it's on humor. various it's platforms. For yes, for the last twenty five years, where he's trying to kind of use humor to break an awkward situation, that's mm-hmm. what I think it was. Um, to me, it's kind of a sign of the times because if this had been nineteen ninety eight, it would have flown, and worse things have flown in nineteen ninety eight from Triple H's mouth. To be honest with you, <laughs> yes, um, I'm talking about Sunny, I'm talking about Sable, I'm talking about all the other girls that he has just said things about um live on air and it was just dealt with with a laugh um yeah, this and was, i mean i think what was worse was that well okay the joking question happened during his him talking to uh press in the uk during takeover uh uk what a terrible weekend. decision i still think but yes <laughs> yeah it came from like talking about wrestlers like edge and page not being cleared or being cleared or the rumors of them coming back and him saying, you know, we we make sure that they do as much as they can and we make sure that they we're 100% thorough so that they get to go home to their kids. So he mentions Edge, you know, being able to go home to his kid and Paige and he says something to the effect of Paige, well, you know, who knows, she might have some kids she doesn't know about. And then in silence, then he says, that was a joke, guys. And then they all start laughing. Again, I'm not one to say who this guy is. I'm not going to defend the joke. It just did seem like what what you said, Mills, that he was just trying to make light of the situation. But he could have used. A better, I wouldn't say light of the situation. Cut the tent. Cut the awkwardness. Cut the in a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was it was, I, it was an extremely that. heavy. It was extremely heavy response, and I think he was right. rambling at some point. Uh, but it, it was it was crass. But it led nikki bella to come out in, in a little bit of a way to say something about it yeah nikki bella Paige, renee all these other people and I, honestly i don't blame them because i do think it was an appropriate joke and i think the way Paige feels just in general about things and how she's perceived and how people felt like they're she was over the last number of years um is a type of way um I'll say that in terms of just, I think people are also using the situation to bring up all the other problematic issues with Paige, which mm-hmm. I do also think needs to be addressed that she just refuses to address. And I think her boyfriend? I don't want to, yes, her boyfriend. I, I don't, I don't think um, it needs to come from this situation. And I don't say, I wouldn't say just because like, well, you know, 
he said this joke, but what you need to do, I think it just needs to be addressed in general because it's not cool, any of the things yeah. that he's saying. And even her boyfriend right now, which is saying, like, Triple H should be ashamed of himself. I was like, really, bro? Like you? You're like, racist. Really? <laughs> yeah, you're racist, you're homophobic, you're transphobic, you're all the other phobes, and you just laugh about it because you have some stupid following and you have this stu- you know, this girlfriend and all this other stuff like that. Like, I don't buy it. Um, so she needs to address that. If she chooses not to address that, fine. But guess oh, what? People aren't going to, uh, people aren't really going to feel sorry for you, bro. She hasn't endeared herself to a lot of people. And while I don't think she deserves that joke, um, I do think that I see why people are still making her the butt of the joke. And I, I mean, it sucks, but in a lot of ways it's like, she doesn't endear herself to people because I mean, there's a times I think people brought up the, the Zelina Vega thing where she was going at Zelina Vega on Twitter two years ago. It was, yeah. just a wild but I don't think this, I don't think this situation, and this is kind of what I feel like it breeds hate. I don't think this situation where something happened to her should breed another situation where we're all getting on her because of, it was like, well, the pot, the kettle, all this other stuff. I don't feel like it should necessarily breathe that. I feel like the situation should be kind of it's like separate. its own thing mm-hmm. and dealt with accordingly. But also we need to also deal with all these other things that you said and that you refuse to address. And maybe mm-hmm. you need to be put on trial for not like literal trial, but you're like, you need to be put on trial for that because it's not cool. Um, yeah. That's all I'll say about that. That did, did I mean I know there's a note here. There was there's a Mills note on this next point. In all caps, didn't watch. So of course I am talking about NXT UK Takeover Blackpool 2, which aired last Sunday. Um, so I was recording the lookout while it was on. I'll just give a, a quick run through. It's okay. You don't yeah, get it. Give it a quick, give a quick you run. You know, I feel like the the war report will also give a nice little if you're looking for the full thing and a, a great analysis on it i feel like the war report will do it as well but um, feel free to let me know what was popping on the solid, show I, again solid show i can't say any takeover is ever bad but if there was ever a takeover where it was like you can watch it at your own leisure this is probably the one um i would go back and watch uh tyler Bate versus jordan devlin that did steal the show as i as we all expected the triple yes. threat between uh kaylee ray Piper Nevin and uh, Tony Storm was also excellent. I really liked the uh, ladder match. Again, I just the thing about these UK takeovers, the main events never hit to me. I always feel like another match should have been in the main event because you you give them these 30, 35-minute matches. 40-minute broadways, right? Yeah, and Joe Coffey is not the guy to put in that position, and you did it for the second time in a year. And I think that he's Mm -hmm. just – he's like – he screams mid-carter to me. I I just never bought it. Um, I did like the the ending with Undisputed Era coming out. That kind of saved the show. But again, it's if I if it's gonna you know if you gotta ask me if I'm gonna be watching NXT UK after this, I'd still say I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I I still say you get the most out of the Blackpool shows, the NXT takeover, or NXT UK takeovers out of this because they condense the story in a way that you don't even have to watch the two or three months of, of TV beforehand, and because they do it they do it for you. So I'd still say not to watch NXT UK. I I, I can't do it. I don't do it. Yeah, I don't know what would get me to do it. I think they're hoping that Worlds Collide gets me to do it. Uh, good luck, we'll though. See. Um, we'll see. <laughs> good luck. We shall I see. Even watch Worlds Collide. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, are we doing five with five today? Or are we? Yes. Okay. No, we're doing 100%. We're doing the five with J5. The five okay. on five. The five with five. As we're continuing to count down into the Royal Rumble. 
which is yeah. in about a week and change. No, two yeah. weeks. Less two than weeks. two weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready for the Royal Rumble? Do you know? Do you? I haven't told you. I will continue not to tell you which Royal Rumble I'm doing. I think that's. I think that's really messed up. But okay. Um, but we are going back. Are we and, doing you know what? Are we, gonna do a, are we gonna do a Rumble pool? Yes, we'll. We shall do a Rumble pool. Look out for that. Yeah. We're gonna do a Rumble pool again. Um, yeah. once again, win, winner gets a gets us here on the A show. Um, yeah. both winners. Um, with that said, the five one five. Um, I have not told J five this. So if you think that this is this is one hundred percent all real and unscripted, um, we are going back to the Royal Rumble two thousand five. So no. <laughs> 15 years since I don't the even Royal know Rumble. Who, I don't even know who won 2005. This <laughs> I don't even know who won this I will one. set the stage for you 2005. 50 Cent, the, the biggest rapper in the world right now. Number one single, Candy Shop. Okay. Um, Love the what else is going on in 2005? Yes, The Massacre, all this other stuff. And in 2005, we have two young bucks who are just ascending at the same time one on Raw and one on Smackdown I'm talking about one named John Cena oh, yeah, and okay. one named Dave Batista. okay 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 I, I know. has your memory been jogged enough yeah I, I remember this one now yeah <sighs> okay the Royal Rumble 2005 um, let's see it emanated from uh, you know what let's skip all the, the theatrics let's get to the actual question itself even though it emanated from Fresno, California see look it's right here right up your alley um, far as away yeah go ahead <laughs> um, let's see okay I have one so first question The Undertaker on this show oh god not in the Royal Rumble but faced off against Heidenreich do we all know Heidenreich we all remember Heidenreich yeah we remember um he faced off with Heidenreich, but there was a stipulation for this match. What was the stipulation? What was the? Oh. Well, it's a gimmick match. It's a gimmick match. Royal Rumble 2005 gimmick match. Undertaker, Heidenreich. Undertaker. Uh, how many? Do I get clues? Or how many clues? Okay, let's say I get three clues. Do you want a clue? Do you want a clue? Yeah. Yeah. It is a signature Undertaker match. Casket match. It is a casket match, yes, sir. Um, okay. He faced off. Oh, there's a, a gif. There's a gif. There's a gif of this. There's a gif of this. I've, I remember this gif. Yeah, there's 100 a gif of it where Undertaker rises up, where he like he gets his arm out, something. Mm-hmm. Also featured in this match, um, Snitsky interfered, and Kane popped out the casket as well, and it was eventually supposed to lead up at WrestleMania 21 to Undertaker and Kane versus Snitsky and Heidenreich. Oh no! <laughs> and then. They nixed it because obviously parties involved, <laughs> and we ended up getting Undertaker and Randy Orton at um, WrestleMania that year, WrestleMania twenty one. Um, boom! All right, WrestleMania twenty one. Speaking of that, oh shit! Are you know what? I'm not going to do that question anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was ruined. It. Oh my god. Okay. Um, during this evening, Eddie Guerrero stole the number early in the evening. Whose number Ooh. did he steal? Um, I know this. 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 It's an incredibly this. funny uh, set of segments. Um, 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 oh my god! Was, was it? Guerrero? I thought it was it Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero stole a number from another entrant in the Royal Rumble. Whose number did he steal? Uh. 
Whose number did he steal? Well, didn't isn't that is no 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 I don't want to use another hint. Um, oh my god, I know this. I but I I feel like didn't didn't Kurt steal a number that one that time? No, no, he did not steal a number. Are you sure? I'm sure he did not steal a number. Eddie Guerrero. I'm saying this. These were all right. So here's a hint. It, there were backstage segments with Teddy Long and Eric Bischoff. With mm-hmm. the Rumble Cage, mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero bumps into a Raw superstar at that time, shakes him up, daps him up, then steals his number. And, uh, I'll give you hint. No, no, no. That's my last hint. No. <laughs> no, I don't want to use it. Uh, 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 I don't know. I'm lost. Go ahead. It was Ric Flair's number. Oh come! All right, whatever. I was gonna, I was gonna, so I was gonna give you another hint. So I was gonna also ask follow up um, bonus points if you could remember what number that he stole, um, but you wouldn't get that. Uh, he stole no, number thirty. Rick Flair. <laughs> number thirty. He stole the r- number thirty, but he eventually he had to give it back. That was the thing. Um, oh, see, now that's what messed me up. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what messed me up. He, All right. He eventually had to give it back. Um, that was tricky. That was tricky. Um, let's see. Number three, Shawn Michaels had a big elimination in this Royal Rumble that eventually led to a major program. Who did he eliminate? Um, who this is two thousand five. I know. I'm not. I wasn't gonna say. Uh, no. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say. Uh, it's Kurt Angle, right? Yes, it's Kurt Angle. Yeah, it was one hundred percent Kurt Angle. Yeah. That was actually the one that I flubbed up on when I said WrestleMania twenty one. <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> I could have masked that. Um, it um, this rumble marked the entrance, entrance. I mean, marked the debut of the million dollar tough enough winner. Who oh was God. that was tough enough in, winner? No, 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 million dollar tough enough winner. This is 2005. Maybe oh, it's 2005. Let me, let me, million stop. dollar tough enough winner. 2005. So maybe was like the year or two years before. Maybe was like three years before that. Million Dollar Tough Enough winner. Here's a hint. The Million Dollar Tough Enough was not an actual reality show. They competed on SmackDown. Oh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Pewter? There you go. See? Okay. Yeah. Daniel Pewter. Okay. Because he, he almost sunned Kurt Angle live. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, they put him in the ring with Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and Hardcore Holly. Um. So, yes, his, his chest was like ground meat after that. Um. Number five, and I'll say this because you have a vested interest in it because you are a person who loves dogs. Um, Rene Dupree was the number 17 entrant in this Royal Rumble, accompanied by his French poodle. (laughs) It is Fifi. Fifi is a French poodle. Oh, my God. Bonus points. Do you know who won this Royal Rumble? <laughs> yes. Uh, Batista kind of, sort of won it. Yes. No, John Cena won first, then Batista won. They both hit the ground at the same time. Vince McMahon comes out, tears both of his quads, <laughs> trying to get into the ring. Is sitting down, yelling at people, yelling at them to restart the match. Which any under any circumstances, restarting the match would bring all thirty entrants back out. But you know, whatever. Um, and then Batista wins. So there we go. The two thousand five Royal Rumble. I, I hope you all enjoyed it. 
we ordered this uh, back when I was a kid, so I, I saw this live. It is a terrible pay per view. Do not watch it again. It is god all. I mean, it starts off with Edge versus Shawn Michaels, which isn't that bad. When he gets a Taker versus Heidenreich, um, I think there's a a. I'm not sure if there's a women's match on the show. I believe there is. That also didn't, isn't good. Didn't they finally run back Triple H and Randy Orton on that show? They did, and yeah. Randy Orton had some like concussion thing going on, and. That ended poorly. That was like a 30-minute match, too. Like, it's a bad pay-per-view. Don't watch it. But enjoy the Royal Rumble if you can. Um, <laughs> coaches in it. Um, let's get to the shows this week. Yeah, let's get to the mm-hmm. shows really quick. Can get let's out get of to here. current shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Um, okay show until the end, I thought. Uh, you know. It was going good until the end. I think... God, what can I say about this show? SmackDown, they just don't got it as good together as Raw, right? (laughs) No, they they don't. I I think, and I I have this point down on the notes, I think it's the booking of the top guys, or rather the top guy that's just, why does Roman have to get beat up every week? Like, I I don't understand the, what sense that makes. I mean, I know if they're going to be heating him up for the Rumble, they only have two weeks to do that, right? So, They've announced that he'll be facing, he'll be pulling double duty at, at Rumble. He'll be facing Baron Corbin and entering the Rumble. So I guess they're going to add more, uh, more ob- obstacles for him to face. But I think that this just this Baron Corbin Roman Reigns feud. I think someone even said it. Like there's, I think it's been like ten weeks in a row or something like that, where like it has ended with Roman either getting beat up or having a match with Baron Cor- uh, with someone from Baron Corbin's stable. This SmackDown feels so middle. This this feels like such a my TV ass SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and, and the week before, like the, the other week was really good. Yeah, but I think it was because of all the returns. But this was such. So here's the thing. Here's what I want from SmackDown. Here's a checklist of what I want from SmackDown. I want at least one really good match. That's what I want. Mm-hmm, Raw mm-hmm. has one. Raw will have one every week. It'll have Two. at least one. Yeah, I mean, this week they had more, um, but it'll have at least one banger. Raw has a little bit of leeway because it's three hours. So I'm going to say you've got to give me at least one really good match. Um, you've got to do something just different with the the women are just the, the, the Bailey and Lacey thing. OK, I kind of get it now. It was good this week or last week. I'm still not. I I get the bait and switch type of deal, and I thought it was really good. And I think it makes Bailey look like a jackass. And I guess you feel sorry for Lacey if you're into that type of thing. Um, wow. But <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, um, I don't really like. It. There's so much problems with it's it's with the roster. It's with the way we, things are booked. It's we, the we lack had of foresa- really fire matches. And we had foresaw the roster being this way because I think I'd even said it the week after. I was like, SmackDown is a bunch of top guys and no middle guys at all. Is There are no guys that they can use as utility guys there. You have Drew Gulak who's never on the show. And, it, and it's not – this is an imperative. We can't keep doing the same things on every show. Like, we can't just – we can't continue to give people – I mean, at this point, you've exhausted all the women matches at this point. You just you yeah. just have. Car- um, you got Carmelo in the, in the winning streak. You've got Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which should be cool, <laughs> but <laughs> no. Um, if it's Shinsuke losing, then, then miss me with that. 
But the thing, about Shinsuke, the thing about Shinsuke is that he'll lose that belt and then win the tag belt the next week. Like, this guy never yeah. not has a belt. <laughs> so it's like there's nothing really going on. Sheamus is apparently back in wherever the hell he was, purgatory. Um, I will legitimately say that the best part of the show <sighs> oh, oh yeah. is the yeah, oldest man yeah, storyline. Yes! <laughs> yes! 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 <laughs> I just threw my hands up, bro. It is the best part of the show. And I say this because there's nothing going on on this show. It's just nothing. It's whack. I I really enjoy. I really enjoy that. I I, I enjoy that you said that. And I think you only said it because 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 Miz said it. But I'm going to I'm going to let it slide Uh, that you said. I I I thought I said it. I I think the Mandy Otis thing is is really 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 sincere and cute. I like it. I like, I like it, it. I like it as well. It's going to lead to. It's going to hopefully it leads to something. Hopefully it doesn't lead to wherever that Eric Rowan shit led to. Um, but, um, well, one thing that concerns me about SmackDown right now is if I was to make a cursory glance at the uh, Russell the the Royal Rumble card rather, uh, they don't really they don't only have like one match or two matches. I don't even know if they have two matches. The women's championship hasn't been defended on a SmackDown paper. <laughs> SmackDown women's championship hasn't defended on this pay per view. Nor, I mean, I guess it will be defended on the next. It, it kind of has to be now. Like yeah, elimination chamber. So, yeah, no, on Royal Rumble. Like they've been doing oh. this whole Lacey Bailey thing. Like it would be kind of silly not to defend it at Royal Rumble. Um, well, I think it's funny that they they have more they have more. If I told you that Raw only had one match on Royal Rumble, would you believe me? Because you, because just just watching Raw, you would think that there would be way more matches, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah, they're, they're, SmackDown has more matches on on the card right now, singular show matches, and that is Roman Reigns with King Corbin and uh, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Which I guess they're doing the super slow burn for it because I literally almost forgot that they did anything on Friday until I literally was doing the notes for the show. I hate this show. It's not good. I just, <laughs> I just like it. I hate it so much. I saw John Morrison and his dry ass hair. And uh, how do you feel about that segment? I I thought Morrison on the mic. Yeesh. <laughs> the more things Morrison, change, the more things stay the same. <laughs> he looks like such an old vegan that wow. it's like crazy. He's like he ages how like white vegans probably age. So, do you think they add Lacey, uh, Lacey and Bailey to this show? They should. They should. I think they I, very I much agree. should. I, I agree. Like, I, the I, fact I, that they left them off the last pay per view and they've been building up to something, I think it's crazy. Unless they put Lacey versus Sasha, which would be weird. Like, you understand how weird that is? Like, yeah, I don't know. Sending mixed signals with this feud because now they kind of took away the aspect of Sasha Banks and they're kind of like dangling that carrot. But we're supposed to be wanting Lacey versus Bailey, so it's kind of like where are we going there? I don't know who Bailey is getting for Mania. I really at don't. This point, I don't know who's going to return. I mean, just put all the women in a match. That's for that. I think Shit, that's hell. Kind of might as well. Go. Yeah, might as well. I think that's the way you go with that one. Um, the Usos are back. They're kind of you know they're doing the same Uso thing. I just think oh Bobby Roode is back. That was uh, yeah. interesting. He looked, he looked way more jacked than he did when he was there. <laughs> so it's like no, they, it's like they looking more they, jacked than before. That'll teach him. 
they get suspended <laughs> just to get back on the gas, which is that's cool. I like that. That's dope. Uh, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I can't say much about SmackDown. Can we go to Raw? Yeah, there's not much. Yeah, we can go to Raw. We can go to Raw. Uh, really liked Raw. I mean, not a surprise. <laughs> I, I thought no. that, I thought that three hours kind of sped uh, sped really fast for me. Um, this fight was so fun. How did you feel about it being billed as a fist fight? First of all, I thought it was going to be like a game of knockout. I thought that I thought they were really going to thought it was going to be um, what was it on Hot ninety seven? Um, <laughs> slap slap the slap all the slap contest thing. Yeah, slap boxing contest. Slap boxing contest. Yeah. Oh my like, god, what was it called? That's what I thought it was going to be. I I oh, thought it was. I thought that it was uh, smack fest. Hot Smack Fest. Yes. Fest. Smack if you Fest. ever want to see, or Slap Fest rather, um, if you ever want to see something completely illegal and goes against all types of HR codes, but yet still being aired <laughs> on the internet in front of millions of people, YouTube Slap Fest Hot 97. There you go. There were no rules. There were no rules back <laughs> in the day. I thought that, you know, for a, I thought it was a good draw. And, and I think Heyman's really good at this, him and his committee. Of making a match sound like because everyone was like, this is just a regular no holds barred match. And I was like, yeah, but the draw is that you're gonna watch it because it sounds like it's something different. You yeah, know? it's like it's, it sounds like they're gonna be like taping their fists up and fighting when it's really just yeah, some blood sport shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch of dudes fighting. And I thought that again, dude, the storytelling of Buddy Murphy. Can we just talk about that? Buddy Murphy. I mean, yes. This was I could, <laughs> this because was, I I remember this thinking was, this went somewhere, and I was like, "What word?" <laughs> That's why I went. I I remember Christian on backstage last week said, "I think Buddy needs to win one of these matches," and I said, "I remember saying like I don't think Buddy Murphy needs to win any of these Alistair Black matches because they're these matches aren't for Buddy; they're for Alistair." And 100%. I think they they Alistair needed to three zero him, but I think that but I didn't think further ahead of that. I would have never expected that. The three. No, you couldn't have thought this. No. I don't think anyone in their wildest dreams could have Nobody. thought that this would have happened. Nobody did, and and I think the storytelling was great because after Black and Murphy had another spectacular match, and again, like Neil said, Raw is going to give you one every week, and if it's these two guys, they're going to give you a great match. He beats him again. Shout out to the Black ref for messing up the count somehow. Um, and he he sits yeah. he sits through what two or three segments. Outside the ring. He sits through. He, yeah, he's sitting there for about 20, 20 minutes, which I thought you couldn't do because he, the referees are supposed to like cart you to the back or something. He sat through uh, a Eric Rowan match, which I thought was right. Not even I can do that, but he did it. And when it, Seth, it, and, but it tells such a story, right? Yeah, like yeah. when when you get to the when you get to the actual like it, it tells such a story of like first of all the 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 lack of direction that Buddy Murphy has internally and the fact that he can't even find, he can't find a win. He doesn't know what it is anymore. He doesn't know what himself is. And he just reaches out to the only hand that reaches back to him. And then it also tells a story of Seth Rollins, right? Like the Monday night Messiah and he's converting the people and he's converting them. Yeah. And he, and you see it right in front of your eyes. I'm like, man, this is, I, I would, Bruh, I, I could have never seen it. I thought it, it was just like, fantastic. It, it really did make Seth cooler. I thought Seth saying, help us, help me. And then Buddy kind yeah. of coming out. I thought out, that was hilarious. He gave, he gave Big Show a low blow, uh, which helped them, uh, which then helped AOP, Seth, uh, 
basically get the best of him. And of course, this this match was all based on if they can't continue. Of course, he gave him the stomp. They were. Did you notice how they were protecting Show this whole match? They were like yes, because Big Show looked legitimately afraid. Yeah, He's like, I just got this hip. I just got this hip. Like if you look on YouTube and you look at the screen cap for the video for this show, you see Big Show's face as he's about to be put through a table in complete terror mm-hmm. that he's about to, he just got this new hip and it's not, it's not even fully aligned yet. And he, yeah. he's about to go through a table. I, I don't see him being around for long, just based off this nah. match. They, I mean, even nah. him taking the stomp, they sets, and, and again, all, all power to KO and Samoa Joe who were giving him kind of lighter punches, uh, all, all shout out to the AOP who protected him, and also Seth. I'll shout out to KO for that sick ramp run, man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was, but I mean, like, just more specifically, Big Show. Like, I thought they were handling. Oh, yeah. I could tell they were handling him very well, and I thought all the guys did a great job. Even Buddy Murphy with the low blow, like, kind of did it softly, just so he knew it. And I thought that was cool. But I, I don't see Big Show coming coming back. Uh, I don't see him staying very long after this. This is like a one off. Yeah, it remains to be seen. But yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so we. We have a new stable. We have Seth's new stable. I don't. They don't have a name yet. I'm, I'm hoping no. that they, I hope. I'm hoping that they deliver by next week. But I also have to commend Heyman for stretching out this KO Rollins match. It's a match we've seen before a lot of times. Obviously, the roles are different now. But the way that he's layered this storyline with different characters like Samoa Joe, uh, Big Show coming into it now, Buddy Murphy to keep these two away from each other. They're they're not even scheduled for a match at Royal Rumble right now. This is strictly a TV feud, and I'm compelled. I agree, and I think he realized that their stock is at least if you want to improve TV ratings, you have to have these TV feuds or TV payoffs, right? Like not everything can be geared towards the major pay per view, and I think that's where they kind of lost people. And maybe it is, maybe we didn't even realize it ourselves because we're all working towards a pay per view, but you don't really get any payoff on television, so nothing really before the pay-per-view kind of seems like it matters. Whereas, and you get on this show, you get the blow off to Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black. You get mm-hmm. the, fir- you know, w- the first kind of like almost legitimate Rusev versus Bobby Lashley match. And some, and you're, now you're getting a, the mixed tag match next week, which I thought would have happened at the Royal Rumble. And probably like, if you counted this like eight years ago, would have happened at the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, even, even in a freaking Andrade Rey Mysterio ladder match, it's next happening week. next week. <laughs> Good lord! And we know, and we know about it a week in advance. Again, this this freaks me out. This really freaks me out that we know what's going to happen next week. But I, again, like the 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 strategy of focusing on TV is working for me because it's made Raw something that I have to watch every single week. And this was one storyline that makes it worth it. Um, I thought Rusev Bobby Lashley this week was a little bit weaker. I don't think these two have any chemistry in the ring whatsoever. Nah, it seems like. Here's the thing. There's a comment by Brian Alvarez about like the thing. I kind of, I'm not even going to front. I agree with that statement because these two have been feuding for months. And the fact that they're going for chin holes and rest locks and all this other stuff to me, I'm like, yo, you guys should be beating the holy crap out of one another. Like, in my opinion, to sort of really tell this story. But yeah, they didn't look like they had any chemistry. You kind of missed a complete step through all this other stuff, man. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, what did you think of, um, what did you think of like amateur night at the Apollo drew McIntyre? (laughs) (laughs) He's good, man. He's good. Three, two, one kick. Like that's over. Don't, don't deny it. That's over. 
he is it is not over. <laughs> him, him getting he is a win interesting. Off, him getting a win off AJ was was really crazy to me because no one beats AJ. I, I just yeah. thought that was really weird that Drew just or I guess it's just minorities don't beat AJ. Maybe that's it. Mm. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but Drew uh, got the win over AJ. An impromptu triple threat match that I, I wasn't really mad at. I thought it was a really good match. I think the the whole uh, AJ and RKO stealing each other and Randy Orton stealing each other's moves is I I think it's really funny and I think it's great and I think AJ is doing a pretty good job in that. Like I mean, Randy Orton delivering a, a Styles clash is not something I would have thought I'd see this year. No, but it was good, and I think just a mere distraction. This is why it makes no sense to distract them both of them trying to get up one enough on each other, uh, get a one up on each other, allowed for Drew McIntyre to kind of lay the boot um, and really pick up the win. So I have once again just great writing. Just it, it just it's good. Before the final point, uh, it's good shit. <laughs> you know what, what do you think is in Eric Rowan's uh, the cage? Just really quick. I don't want to say. I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be. I, I don't want to predict it because I'm kind of like I, I can't wait to see what it is. It, it is something yeah, that I, I am I, I am drawn to that as well. Again, TV focused storylines that that are away from you know pay per views that and it'll main event raw when we find out. I'm sure it will. Oh yeah, it's going to be amazing. I, it's, it's, I'm sure when this marriage stuff is done, it, it probably will. Uh, final point: the the Becky Oscar contract signing. Um, I thought it was incredibly well done. I thought it was short, sweet to the point. I thought Oscar did what she needed to do with spitting the green mist. I thought Kyrie was funny. I did have Kyrie a problem. With, I did have a problem with Becky's promo after because I had no clue what she was talking about. She, you know, she, she sounded was a, like it was a little rambly. She sounded like she was on bath salts. You know, she did get a little misted to the face. I think, uh, yeah. You know what? Her promos have been carrying this feud. I'm gonna give her a pass for this. Um, ultimately, because I did think it was for someone, for everyone who has like been down by the mist, she sold it very, very well. And then she also kind of showed that she's not going to be completely taken out by this mist. Yeah. And said, I still got the fight. I still got so much other things going for me. So I dig it. Um, yes, it was a little rambly. Yeah, a little, a little rambly. A little weird. A little um, weird. A little weird. Couldn't be weirder than Brock Lesnar and our truth, but you know. <laughs> No, Rock saying that's what's saying that's what's up was hilarious, man. Hilarious. I, I'm a fan of Brock, man. Can we just? I'm a fan of Brock. Good for him. Good for him. He's helping the kids this week. You know, in Minnesota, he's a, he's a coach for a day. He's out here giving moments to our truth. Our truth enters the Royal Rumble, then subsequently realizes Brock Lesnar's in it, and then he. <laughs> removes himself from the Royal Rumble. It's just a moment. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, he's going to be on the show next week. So shout out to Uncle Paul booking the show and making sure that he shows up every single week. Um, I don't know what he's going to do next week on the, on the go home show, but I, I think that he probably, I mean, it's the go home show before Rumble. It's going to be a big brawl and he's going to be involved in it. Yeah, it has to be. Uh, so yeah, that, that is this week, a, a very heavy, hefty week in wrestling. Uh, anything else that we we haven't touched on meals? Um, no, I would like to say, you know, spend the month enjoying past Royal Rumbles as we tend to do in this month of January. Um, you know, maybe go see bad boys for life. This isn't an ad, but you know, we are, please, bad please boys. go see it. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go see yeah, it. I'm going to go see it. Support, support black cinema, even if it's from Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, but support black cinema. Yes. Cinema. Um, uh, 
So, uh, yeah, we, we have today the debut of the Black Variant podcast with X and Van. Uh, if you guys remember, a couple of weeks ago, they did a bonus episode, a special episode before uh, their show debuted. It's going to debut on Wednesdays, of course, uh, on the RNC. I mean, I'm, I'm super happy and super just really excited to listen to the show. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, X's last show, uh, you know, and I was clamoring for it to come back. And, and now this back under our umbrella, I couldn't be happier to, to have it here in RNC. So make sure you check that out. One of our new shows that we're introducing this year in 2020. Um, again, thank you guys for all the support. Follow us at RNC radio live and follow us at a show RNC on Apple, Spotify, uh and yeah and soundcloud as well so uh until next week i think we're gonna have a very special episode next week right we should have a very special episode of all the stars align and everything comes together should be a very special episode that i think the a show audience will love so yeah make sure you stay tuned the a show subscribe I I think that you guys will really like our our uh, very special surprise. I'm really excited about it, and I think it it's gonna set a new precedent in what the A show and just everything is capable of, of doing. I don't want to reveal too much, but yeah, next week make sure you listen to the show. Uh, and for for meals, I am Justin. We are the Bad Boys for Life of pro, of pro wrestling podcast. And until next week, peace out. Happy Rusev Day. <laughs>